Let's remember that. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, today we come to you, and Father, we're thankful, Lord, for each and every one who has made that decision to come to this church today. Father, I pray today, Lord, that, God, we will open our hearts to you today to know and understand, Lord, that for worship, Father, is not assembly. Worship, Lord God, is to say, Lord, open my heart, reveal to me where I stand with you. Worship, Father, today, Lord God, is to simply realize that we are the clay and you're the potter. God, sometimes life molds us in ways that we would rather not have to be molded, but yet, Father, we know it all is for to give you glory and to show us your plan in our lives. So, Father, through the adversities, Father, Lord God, help us to be faithful and remain focused, Lord God, just as Peter showed us when he got out of the boat, Lord, how simple things can distract us so easily. Father, I pray today, Lord God, for each and every request that has been mentioned, and God, those that are unspoken. Father, I pray, Lord God, that as we give them to you, that we can have faith, Lord God, enough to know, Lord, that, God, we have done as much as we can by offering to you. Now, Lord, help us to listen, because we might be part of your answer. So, Father, in that, that we pray in this day, God, I ask it of you, Lord, too, to speak to each and every heart here, Lord, beginning with mine. Speak to each heart. God, and help us to understand and know, Lord God, God, uh, God, so often, Lord God, that that we see in our own lives, Father, God, is just a distraction, Lord God, to keep us from seeing all things you are doing. So, Father, I pray today, Lord God, that we might focus, Lord, God, on the goodness of a good, good Father. God, that we might focus today, Father, Lord God, on, God, not that what we can do, but what you can do. Father, I thank you for each and every one that's here, and I thank you for your grace. It's truly amazing. God and Father, Lord God, as we come to a close of this prayer, Lord, God, as Skyler and Alani, the Kaufmans and the McNutts family, God, as they continue, Lord God, to uplift their son and daughter who were united in marriage, God, may they continue, Lord God, on the threshold of that unity, Father, God, continue to walk in your will and your way. And, Father, help us as a church family to be there, Lord God, for moral support, spiritual support, support in whatever way that we can. For, Father, we too will be blessed in so doing. Father, we thank you once again for the ability to see a new day. In thy name we do pray, and amen. Good to see you each and every one this morning. We uh, thank you for coming here today. We're going to go over our declaration today. Because as we commit to each other, uh, this is what we commit to ourselves, right? Shall we say it together? My past is past. My future is bright. God's promises are true. And his word is sure. With God as my helper, I will be all he wants me to be, do all he wants me to do, receive all he wants.
wants me to receive, and I will give God the glory he deserves. Amen. We need to give him glory every day of our lives. We need to understand and do that today uh, because, you know, just being able uh, to open our eyes to see another day, to wake unto a new day, begin to give him glory because why? We slept under a shelter. So many have not uh, because we have a closet to choose our clothing from. So many have not. Uh, We have a cabinet to which to choose our breakfast from. So many have not. We have all things uh, that we are so thankful for today and it's through and by his grace we are what we are. So give him glory every day. I want to read to you today uh, out of the book of St. John and going to read a, a passage of scripture somewhat familiar to some. And I believe I'm going to read it maybe just a little differently. I'm going to read it as I go. I am not going to uh, uh, read the whole thing, but in the book of St. John chapter 6. The book of St. John chapter 6 is where we'll take our reading from today. So we thank you, and by the way, as you're turning to St. John chapter 6, may I remind you once again, next Sunday evening is the first Sunday of our Praise in the Park. Every Sunday night uh, at the Bandshell there in Snyder Park, looking forward to that. Bring your lawn chairs, and uh, Brother Terry, Sister Julie, uh, uh, Brother Fred, Sister Rachel will be the featured singers there along with our praise team uh, next Sunday evening, and you know they can sing too, don't you? Uh, So come and be a part of that and invite somebody. You know, you know somebody, you know somebody, and I'm telling you, you do, because this is the person, I'm going to tell you who they are. Well, I'll tell you, if I came to your church, I'm afraid the ceiling would fall in, so I'd rather not come. Well, guess what? Next Sunday, we're taking the ceiling away. Okay, the church is going to go to the park and there won't be no ceiling. So we're having services for those people. So uh, those people who've been telling you that say, we've taken care of that for you, especially for you. Well, okay, in the book of St. John, in chapter 6, in verse 1, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. And when Jesus lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come unto him, and he said unto Philip, Hmm, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? A great company, 5,000 men beside the women and children we'll see. But he says to Philip, and you know what? Sometimes Jesus Christ singles us out. Sometimes Jesus singles us out to speak directly to us. Jesus singled out Philip. The reasons why we're going to see here, but also uh, this was, uh, as we call it in the south and around, Philip's neck of the woods. You know, this was the area, uh, Philip was from Bethsaida, uh, so this was the closest area there from the sea, uh, uh, Galilee up there in the corner point, if you look on a map, uh, that's where uh, Philip was from. Uh, So today, uh, we would say, well, I know that area. 
So Philip, Jesus was saying, and he knew all about Philip. He knew all about the rest. But he was wanting to show him something as he wants to show you and I something today. He was saying, where shall we buy bread that these all may eat? And in other words, today when we're traveling or we're out somewhere and we get hungry, you know what we do if we're going down the road? Take the next exit, you know? That's all we need to do or put it in your phone and you can find out the closest rest. They didn't have a GPS. They didn't have a road signs with the signs telling them all the things that were available. So Jesus is telling Philip because he's from that area, where can you go and get us some bread, something to eat? Now, so often Jesus puts questions toward us. Jesus places us in situations to show us our faith. And that's what Jesus did with Philip. He put him in that circumstance. Jesus knew there was what was around, and Jesus knew what was not around. So he put Philip there, and Jesus was asking Philip uh, to show his faith when he asked him that. He was asking Philip by asking uh, him, listen, he said, and this to prove him or to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Jesus knew what he was going to do, but sometimes he puts us in a situation or in circumstances uh, for us to realize where our faith is in him. And do you understand that there are times in your life and trials or evidences, things that you just don't understand? There are circumstances that come into your life that Jesus is just wanting to show you something. He wanted to show, Jesus wants to show us something today. He wants to show us something beyond our own comprehension. And that's what he was showing Philip today along with the rest of them uh, because he was asking for a human solution to Philip uh, when he was about to highlight a miracle he was about to perform. So often we get into that way and Jesus compels us for something and we look automatically for what that human solution is to what Jesus wants us to do. Do you know that? Uh, We look for what we need to do, and that's exactly what, but sometimes what we need to do is trust the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added. Sometimes what we need to do first is say, Lord, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle it? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to respond? And instead of thinking, well, this is what I need to do, or that is what I need to do, and that is what Philip was needing to learn. We need to learn that too so often. We need to learn to trust and obey. We need to learn to realize that sometimes the answers are beyond human explanations, but then God can show you he don't need a human explanation. Then God can step on the scene. Well, as I said, I, I just this is the way I need to read this today. He said that to prove them, and you know what Philip did? Philip tried to look and respond the way he thought that it could be handled. Philip, give us enough bread that where we can feed these 5,000 people, that where we can feed them, and Philip looked around. It'd take over half a year's wages to feed all these people. Are you, he didn't say it. Are you crazy? We don't have that kind of money. Do we do that? I don't have that kind of money. I'm not able. 
when we think God is wanting us to do something. I'm not able. We're wanting to build a new church, huh? Do you understand that we bought a property valued at over $200,000 and gave $30,000 for it? Why? Because God wanted to show us what he could do. We want to build a new church. (laughs) But my friend, we want it to just happen, and it doesn't happen that way. Just as Jesus wanted to show Philip, listen, I want you to know when you realize you need me first and foremost, I'll show you what I can do. Not just Philip. But Philip responds, 200 penny worth, like I said, over a half a year's wages is not even enough, is not sufficient for that every one of them can just have a little bit of bread. Just a little bit. And you know these people, they want more than a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, there's a lad here. There's a lad here. Brother, that's what I was wanting. If if I would title the message, and I sometimes do, is there a lad here today? Is there a lad here today? Listen what he said. When he said that, Andrew said, there's a little boy. There's a young boy here. There's a lad here who has five barley loaves of bread and two small fishes. Five loaves of bread and two small fishes. Jesus wanted to teach him. We can limit God by assuming what is and what is not possible. You know, we do that today. What we believe is possible, we pray to God to do it. (laughs) But what we believe is not possible, we say, how can that be done? Huh? Oh, me. But what we believe is possible, we say, we believe we can make it happen. If we thought that church was going to be a million dollars, we can make it happen. But guess what? If it's going to be two million, I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible. Listen, I want to tell you something today. All things are possible to him that believes. That is our verse for this year, Mark 9, 23. Look it up, memorize it, put it in front of you each and every day of your life. That you guys see it's there. A little personal thing for me. You go into my bathroom off my bedroom, there's a little gray box right there. It says all things are possible to him that believes. I remind me of that self every morning, every time I go in there. All things are possible to him that believes. Philip didn't believe it was possible. Philip didn't believe.